Welcome back, friends, for our second episode in our second season of the Oh, I Did It Again podcast with Tanya and Rachel. Rachel, hello. (laughs) Here we are. We keep doing the thing. (laughs) We keep doing the damn thing. (laughs) You can't get rid of us. And just this time enough it's just, of you. <laughs> right. Listen, and this time we're it's here. just Rachel and I. So mm-hmm. I figured, Rachel, we should probably do like a little bit of a check-in because as great as Taylor was uh, last time, mm-hmm. we need to maybe, I don't know, is there anything we need to update the podcast uh, family, friendship, whatever we're going to call them? Um, is there anything we need to update them about? Like just thinking what's um, been happening over the last few months. Well, I don't know how far into this we want to get, but we are soon to reside in the same city. We are. For a long time, we've been a cross-state podcast, and in the coming months, we will become a a true West Michigan podcast. (laughs) West Side represent. (laughs) Yeah. West Side is the best side. I mean, I I do not agree with that, but um, (laughs) I I've really been I've. I don't, I feel like in the next year, it's really a goal of mine to get a tattoo. (laughs) And I feel like moving out of Detroit is a good time. Metro Detroit is a good time to really get after that. Cause I can do my, my farewell for now, Detroit tattoo. Yeah, definitely. So that's your, that's your 2023 um, goal, right? Resolution, get a tattoo. My single resolution, (laughs) get a tattoo. I fully endorse that um, resolution for sure. As someone who's getting a tattoo in June, her mm-hmm. seventh, yeah. seventh tattoo, I think. Big day, June Big 7th. Day. It'll be great. Good, great day. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what other updates do we have? I'm kind of back on the dating apps, I guess. Here's a, 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 one of those annoying millennial updates, going back and forth, being on the apps, not on the apps. I'm, um, I do not mean this in criticism, but I... I don't know that you take big enough breaks. To, like when you yeah. said back on the apps, I thought like, what? When were you off the apps? What are we? <laughs> I was off of them when we when we ended season one. So, but you're. I feel like you've been at. You had a date like every week. Is that? Am I wrong on that? Yeah, I wasn't because I got back on the apps like a month ago, and so I. Oh. Living oh. Living my at best the end of season life. one. Okay, I don't know what yeah. I was. Okay. I I have no concept of time. So I think no. too, it just blends together for me. I was pretty much off the apps all of the fall because <laughs> the amount of things I had to do for school. So you're doing a work. lot of writing. Yeah. I could barely handle anything, um, let alone trying to talk to straight white men. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, not just Literally. straight white men, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Mostly yeah. that's what my demographic is here mm-hmm. in West Michigan. Um, but then I was done with school and was like, you know what? got some free time I would like to have some fun and I did have some fun Mm -hmm. yep um was going on quite a few dates especially in December but it's kind of petered out but I'm back in school now so I guess that's that's fair but went on some pretty good dates one really mediocre date like here's a tip for guys if a girl like if you're talking having a conversation with a woman you don't have to ask the same questions she's asking you. Like you, you can think of your own questions to Am ask Am I dating her. a parrot? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's kind of fun when you think of something random or fun to ask the person that you're on a date with and not just, yeah, repeating everything she's asking you. Mm-hmm. Wild, I know, but whatever. <laughs> it is crazy. It is a crazy thought. 
Yeah, he <laughs> bought the whole meal, and as you reminded me, reparations. So. Yeah, reparations. <laughs> it only makes sense. It does. All right, so for today's episode, we thought, because we're going to be releasing this just a few days before the great holiday, Valentine's Day, <laughs> our favorite day of the year. Actually, I really don't have any preference of that day. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day, Rachel? I mean, I... I like it. I like the thought of it. I feel like it's a fun, a fun time. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, as a perpetually single girl, I've never like in a couple celebrated a Valentine's day, but I, I don't, I don't bear it any ill will. I don't, I feel like I'm not particularly, in fact, I was asked just this weekend how I feel about marriage. I was on a bachelorette weekend mm-hmm. and I really like, I feel good about it. I like, I really respect like a commitment and I like relationships. I like the idea of like a day to celebrate, uh, but I'll tell you what I like more is Valentine's Day. There we go. <laughs> a day, a day <laughs> of friendship. It's also my cat's birthday, Valentine's Day. Perfect. He's maybe the worst Valentine in my life. Um, <laughs> but you know, it does kind of make sense. He's an Aquarius. Man. It makes absolute sense. He's an Aquarius. Yeah. Where wherever he is. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I've only had one, I've only been in one relationship when I was 19 years old during Valentine's Day, and it was not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, It was not a great day, but I think I wouldn't have high expectations for it if I was in a relationship, but I do think like maybe either making a, like, I feel like something dinner wise would just be nice. Like if yeah. we made dinner each, with each other or we went out to dinner. But I like I wouldn't want any cheesy gifts personally. I'm not. No. That's not my love language. I don't need a teddy bear. Yeah. No. no. But a nice meal, celebrate mm-hmm. food on Valentine's yeah. Day. That sounds good to me. I like that. Yeah. So anyway, what now going back <laughs> to what we want to talk about tonight? We thought, why not talk about love stories? Talk about um, meet cute. Yes, we wanted to hear and talk about some meet cutes. So, so for some of you who maybe have never heard that term. Rachel, do you want to define what a meet cute is? Yeah, I, so this is off the cuff. I've not uh, Googled this or researched it, but I, to me, a meet cute is like a distinct interaction that marks the beginning of something, well, not something, a relationship. So when you look back and you think like, when it, when is literally the first time we met and what that story is? Um, I feel like a good meet cute is kind of like, uh, feels like a, it's like your book or your movies, your movie moment. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. but I do feel like there's like, I think a mundane meet cute, it can also be really uh-huh. cute. I think like mundane in this capacity isn't bad to me. I think even if you feel like, oh, this is something that I do every day. I just happen to meet someone like if you are high school sweethearts and you just like met in a class, I still think that's very cute. Like, yep. I don't. I can't think of a way two people could meet that I wouldn't think like, oh, that's a cute story. I feel like even in the era of apps, like ultimately mm-hmm. there was something that like clicked for you in the profile. And I think that too can be like a little bit of a, a digital meet cute. Yeah, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because when we put the ask out, like some of my friends, I was like, hey, you should share your guys' story. Like your, like your husband's, yours and your husband's love story. Mm-hmm. And a couple of my friends were like, I mean, it's not really that cute. Like we met when we were in college on dating apps or like blah, like any of these things. And it's like, yeah, but guys, like your love story is cute. Like yeah. at some point 
like maybe like initial like your initial meet cute wasn't that cute right but I'm sure at some point in your love story there was something that you were like yeah this person's it this is the person that I want to marry and spend the rest of my life with like Mm -hmm. even if that moment was literally like I wasn't there like a TikTok trend of that or something or something online of like what was the moment you knew and it was just like some people were sharing Mm -hmm. like it was could have been something so stupid and mundane but like there's been like a thousand buzzfeed listicles about listicles i think listicles like a popsicle anyways uh list articles popularized by buzzfeed that are like the moment you knew your person was your person yeah yeah and for me like that's that's adorable too and like Mm -hmm. that i think that's also part of the meat cute like yes the initial meat is important but i also Mm -hmm. think we'll talk a little bit about tropes i think in a moment but also like even if you were like best friends for 20 years and then at some point something mm-hmm. happened and you were like, oh God, I think I'm in love with this person and this is this is my person. Like that's mm-hmm. cute. I want to know that's that. That's cute. I do. I And this is perhaps some reflection for us to have done. I do feel like a true meet cute is like, like the initial. Yes. And like I, there should be another term for like when it when it turns. I do also feel like it's, this might not be the situation for you, but I feel like it's very important to give credit to the movie, The Holiday, which is where I first learned about meet cutes. So credit to those writers (laughs) because uh, watching that as a teenager is like the first time that I heard that. So credit The Holiday. I wonder if that is the movie that like coined the term and then, or like, I don't know. Hmm. I think I do. I feel like the term existed because the whole like the point of that moment in the holiday is that it's a script writing term. So mm-hmm. I feel like people people in who are writing scripts knew sure. about it. Or if you're like a big studier of plays in the theater, you probably knew. But I feel like for for a certain type of person, uh, mm-hmm. b- millennial, <laughs> typically woman, uh, the holidays maybe what what did it? Well, maybe we can just think about like. So meet cute is obviously different than just an entire love story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because on mm-hmm. some level, like, if I'm just thinking like hypothetically, because I don't have a cute meet cute story and I don't have a love story to share, like, obviously my meet cute story would be great to share. But then thinking about like the overall love story, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like maybe that's also well, also some people um mm-hmm. sent, I would say their overall love stories, but yeah, I. We love all of it. I like, I love a good meet cute and we know some very good meet cutes. We do. But then we also just have some good overall love stories. I mean, or court, you and I, courtship stories. Yeah, true. True. Because the unfortunate part too, is that we both struggle with this because I would say that we are both pretty romantic people. Like we, mm-hmm. we enjoy, we enjoy love, we enjoy romance, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, So we both struggle a little bit with when it doesn't work out right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do I need to say Ted and Alexis? <laughs> Again, as well, you know, in my head, it does work out for them. They have to pause it for a couple of years, but they do end up together. I am unwilling to let that go. <laughs> you are unwilling they to let that go? end up together. I am unwilling to ever let go of the fact that BJ Novak is Mindy Kaling's, uh, yes, I do believe that. the father of her children. She I also believe me that. in the face and say <laughs> that they aren't and I still don't think I would believe her so I, I just don't buy it and I so think- this this episode might be like two parts love stories one part complete delusion and that's fine <laughs> that's I mean, fine just, with me 
So speaking of delusions, let's share some of our favorite like love stories or like romance tropes before we dive into some mm-hmm. into some stories that we know. So Rachel, like what? Like can you I say love, like? Go go ahead, yeah. go ahead. What's what, what, what did you want to say? This, is if I'm not standing in a room full of historical romance novels. So <laughs> I I am a I love a grumpy sunshine trope. Um, uh-huh. I would say like I more more than anything I love like grumpy man sunshine woman but I'm not opposed to a flip of that like Hmm. a bit of like a himbo um grumpy woman situation I would be I'm not I'm not opposed but I do can I I, for an example just because I'm struggling to think of one but I just thought of one I know this is like not a great one but the proposal Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock yeah I would say a little bit I would I feel like they're maybe more classically enemies to lovers but yeah true true. but like a good I mean a good grumpy sunshine is Roy Kent and Keeley well yeah no I was trying to think of a woman oh oh of the switch yeah okay yeah yeah. so I was trying to think do we have a good example of that I mean any any of Dorothy's Bornax relationships on Golden Girls I would categorize (laughs) as like she's she can be kind of a serious woman so I feel like her partners tended to be more happy-go-lucky okay, yeah, that's okay. example. That's I like cool. that um I do like enemies to lovers a slow burn um big on that but you what didn't you? like Bridgerton season two <laughs> okay this is <laughs> something that I could really really get on a soapbox about what Bridgerton I would call it a failure on a a show running failure a writing failure and who knows what conversations were happening behind the scenes but I feel that there was a standard set in the first season of Bridgerton that was completely let down in the second season and not only that but first of all the books don't support that like the second one is as explicit as the first one so Uh already not a fan of not sticking more closely to the text um but what made it even worse is that Bridgerton season two set up so many of the most quintessential hookup scenes in a historical romance novel (laughs) being mired in a bog together being in a library during a thunderstorm being un um accidentally close together in a crowd all of it and they didn't do any of them. And it, that upsets me more than anything because totally they had such a good slow burn and an- enemies to lovers situation, but it just, it was too much, much too much. And also yeah. too little, a true a dichotomy. And they had like, don't get me wrong. Um, is it Ray J, right? Yeah, how, John yeah. Page. Yeah, John Page. Yeah. It might be he, Reggae John Page. Reggae, it might yeah, be like Reggae. a, a guh. Anyway. He's hot. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But like Jonathan Bailey can like, re- like, I mean, he really does it for both of us. Right. So like, hot. He's so hot. <laughs> so, and they he's... had such good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. It also in the books, really Bridgerton season two upsets me from top to bottom. The Corgi, he was great. He's the good one. <laughs> um, what, what they did with the Corgi was excellent. But in the books, they don't they don't pit the sisters against each other the way the the season does like it just mm. they played with it so much and I don't I did not as I loved it of course because I did like to see the story play out but I was disappointed that's what I will say I was disappointed I think that's and totally I think true. stronger show running could have avoided that yeah yeah <laughs> 
totally I'm understand. Too, I'm too. I'm I just always have to. Be, I have to pump the bear a little bit about it because it, I can't come back from this. We have to end I now. I'm too sad. And well, I'm not at even some sad. point, I'm too angry. At some point, I'm sure whenever season three comes out, we will talk about it because we'll have some thoughts. I'm sure. I'm positive about that. I it's it'll be interesting because in in the series the third book is Benedict's the like right. the art brother so it'll be interesting to see how that goes but yeah they're I mean they really painted themselves in a corner with some way the way shit with Penelope went down so we yep. will see we will we see um so what you are, said what are your tropes yeah. okay yeah so my tropes I I definitely do love an enemies to lovers mm-hmm. but I think part of that too is my like I just like a, a bad guy like I do I also like yeah. a grump, right like yeah. his like historically fictionally um mm-hmm. but and I think especially when I was younger I like that trope more but in my old age um in my maturing I guess a little bit but not even that but I I rewatched Hunger Games recently and I really do think on some level because I really do think that I prefer friends to lovers now at this point in my life mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I really do love Peter Malark so much as a, just a nice, sweet person. And I think for me, maybe he was like the catalyst for me realizing that like liking nice men is great. And so yeah. I don't know. I just really, I, I do love a friends to lovers. Um, but I do love a grump. And so I think like a grumpy friends to lovers, like on some level, again, Roy and Keeley, like they were kind of yeah. friend, like. They weren't yeah, enemies, right? Like they were, yeah. There was that playful banter you mm-hmm. could say between the two of them. Which um, I think is critically important in any good, I mean, any good real love story, but like fictional yeah. love stories in particular, like the chemistry has yeah. to be popping. Yeah. And even All like Nick and, Nick and Jess, right? Like they were friends to lovers in a slow mm-hmm. burn. Like I definitely, mm-hmm. like they're one of my favorites. Um, and I would say like they're, that's a grump in sunshine. So I mean, Nick yeah. is so goofy, but like he is a, a grumpy Yep. an old man sort and I think like my favorite couple like tv couple at least is Ben and Leslie from Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and so for me like I I do just love the trope of I get like I don't I just love nerdy men too like Ben mm-hmm. has my heart just because I I adore how nerdy he is but I also mm-hmm. like what always gets me with their wedding scene is how Leslie says like how much do you support me and like yeah like I know that that's like basic level stuff on some level <laughs> you know but <laughs> that's what always gets me so for me like a man who is willing to let his partner shine and shine brightly and like shine mm-hmm. brighter than him I love that story too like I love that kind of story my favorite quality of Ben and Leslie is the I like you and I love you yes lines yes. that they say to each other like that's such a good I think that really captures like so one of the most important things like to really yes. it's not enough to just love someone you like you have to like them <laughs> you have to yes. want to to be around them yeah 100 percent. I don't know who my favorite tv couple is I mean Ben and Leslie are like that's a very good option but I'm just saying I mean I do love Nick and Jess I love Winston and Allie though too really mm-hmm. all the relationships on new girl are good mm-hmm. but I feel like when I think of like couples I love I really think about books well I do like Roy and Keeley actually now that I've said that yeah because mm-hmm. I feel like what I'm watching right now is a lot of like g- goofy comedy like Succession or um Dairy Girls always and I don't feel mm-hmm. like 
I mean, all the relationships on Dairy Girls actually are like solid, like mm-hmm. Ma and um, Jerry, <laughs> Mary and Jerry living in Dairy. <laughs> they're very, they're very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, um, thinking of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jake mm-hmm. and Amy, like they're another yeah. good trope. Yeah, kind of like this. One. Like I get, you could almost say that they're somewhat similar to Ben and Leslie, of yeah. just like the the goofiness versus yeah. like being more serious. Because Ben, I would say, is yeah. more serious. Leslie, yeah. Um, but I, I really, I do like Ben and oh, not ben. I like Amy and Jake together a lot. They're just fun. Because um, I also think if I now I'm, I also think that I like like a yin and yang relationship. Yeah. I like opposites yeah. attract. Yes. Yeah, I would say that's a good. That is a good trope. I would agree with that. Yeah, I am somebody that I feel like I like men who are pretty not completely mm-hmm. opposite from me, um, but most of the time they're mm-hmm. not very similar. So I think I yeah definitely like a good opposite attract moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. So let's get into some stories then from like people that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, so we asked for some stories from our followers and our loved ones and friends and such. So we figured we'd just share a few that we mm-hmm. think are on some level like good tropes, but also just mm-hmm. are good examples of some meet cutes. And yeah, so one is actually one of my sisters. Um, she met her now husband and father of their child at a bar. <laughs> like, how often good... does that still happen? I truly, she's one of few that I know. Yeah. And no I, one else comes to mind immediately. Yeah, t- honestly, I don't think anybody that I know either, other than her. So she was out a few years ago with her friends. Um, They saw each other when they were out for dinner. And she fake, like was like, oh, he's pretty cute. But again, they were just out for dinner. Not a big deal. And then they went and watched some fireworks. It was right around 4th of July. And then they went to a, a bar after that. Guess what? He was there. <laughs> it was fate. So I guess he decided, he worked up the courage and walked over and asked to buy her a drink. Um, and they talked for a really long time. And then um, he never asked for her number, though. <laughs> Whoa. So it could have gone so differently. Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy to think? Like, that could, it could have just been like, okay. Because I've definitely mm-hmm. met some cute guys at the bars before and, like, not exchanged numbers and been like, mm-hmm. I have done that, but they didn't, but they had a mutual friend that they knew each other. So she found him on Facebook because that is also a, a tale of the lives I we love have, it. right? Um, yes. And found him on Facebook. And so she took charge instead and sent him a Facebook message. I like that. And that's good. Five, six years later, they're married and have a kid. So mm-hmm. doing great. Going strong. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like I don't know if I feel like growing up, I honestly thought, oh, so you meet people by going to bars. Because mm-hmm. that's like how a lot of the media, like my parents didn't, we'll get to our parents in a minute, yeah. but my parents didn't meet that our, way. Like now that we've gone through this and I've been like, I can't think of anyone else. Actually, our um a good family friend of of my parents met, like they the couple met at a bar and yeah. And yeah. that was in the early two thousands, like not like in in this recent recent modern era yeah yeah I feel like it was like blame the tv shows and media I consume Mm -hmm. like oh you meet people when you go out to a bar like yeah and that is I would say that's it (laughs) one of the least likely ways you're gonna meet somebody 
So I would say the least likely way is you're at a park walking, you're both walking your dogs at a park and you get tangled up in their leashes, like in 101 Dalmatian. <laughs> is this but that what wasn't you even the about, dogs. Rachel? The dogs purposefully tangled them up, right? Like, I, I've not seen that in a long time, but for some reason. I like, think the dogs were into each other, right? Yeah, your dogs are going to fall in love with you. <laughs> they're going to make them, they're going to make you and, and the other owner going to wrap you up. There you go. Now we know Perfect. Rachel, what Rachel dreams about at night. <laughs> I absolutely do not dream of that. Like I, the sort of damage I could do to myself <laughs> and another person like tangled up in a leash. Ugh. <laughs> Four and also five. you don't have a dog so in this case yeah, also i would my cat, <laughs> which is something that i do uh so well he doesn't he gets to go out on the leash but he doesn't i don't walk him i could never i could never <laughs> no that cat has a mind of its own <laughs> truly yes he does all right That's so another story we have is our friends um stephanie stephanie and mark's Rachel, I think you know the story a little bit better. I'm than us. so, and I'm so nervous to say it out loud because I feel like I'm going to forget some like very important details. But the the general gist of this is that back in the day, um, Mark was in a band. I picture it as a screamo band, but that that could have been a detail that I just added. Definitely, a rock, are, I would say a rock band for sure. Yeah, we are millennials. Um, a screamo band would yes. not. I would not put it past him, yes. knowing Mark. <laughs> And I also remember a detail that he was driving a van. Maybe it was a different sort of car, but again, in my head, I'm picturing van. And either like the band name was on this. He was advertising the band and or a show. And he pulled up at a, a red light, a stoplight in this van with <laughs> the band information on it. And Stephanie happened to be parked there already at the stoplight. And she looked over and saw it and asked him what what it was about and they got to chatting what I can't remember is how if he then was like you should come and so she showed up or I yeah. can't that's what I'm forgetting yeah. and Stephanie let us know we'll update this yes <laughs> with the the ending but the point is that that's how it started they got connected in that way she went to the show where they went out on a date it started because Mark drove around again a van a vehicle with his band information on it. <laughs> and they they are now married and have they two are children with children yep like mm -hmm. so that actually that might be the least likely way of meeting somebody yes parked yes. in a car at a mm -hmm. red light <laughs> at a stoplight like that's yeah. wild like I never look at the cars next to me ever I'm just like yeah. so focused or so brain dead <laughs> that I'm like I yeah. don't know why so yeah, I can. but maybe, maybe I've missed out. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've missed out mm -hmm. on my soulmate by not <laughs> paying attention to my surroundings. Could be. We'll never know. I know. Ugh, so cute. It's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. It is a good one. Um. So what about our parents? Because yeah, I also parents? feel like our, like, so I grew up in a house where we actually made fun of my parents' love story a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because like at least the proposal that my dad did to my mom is not great. <laughs> so we always tease him about it because he could have done a lot better. <laughs> um, so I figured we could share our parents' love stories because yeah. I feel like that definitely has had an impact on us, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure it has. So my parents uh, grew up in the same town. My dad's just a couple years older. So they went to the same high school. 
they've known each other. I, I don't know if they would say that they've known each other their entire lives, but at least mm-hmm. like in high school, they knew of each other. And from what I remember, my dad had a thing for my mom. So my dad, to give some context, my dad was kind of a cool kid. Like he played football, but not really, but he was in the FFA and in our town. <laughs> that meant you were kind of a cool <laughs> Nothing kid. Nothing cooler. And he like would get into shenanigans with his friends, like letting fire hydrants go and Mm -hmm. like all like egging police cars and shit like that. Um, yeah. So my dad was like, like, I don't know. He was like your typical, I would say like eighties cool kid, right. On some level in a small town. That's how I picture him. Yeah. Yeah. Picture footloose, picture the, picture the cool kids in footloose. That's probably what Mm -hmm. my dad, that's what at least I envision. Yeah. My mom was a huge nerd. Like, which I also this is a great trope though actually yes yes not a jerk I was gonna say jerd uh jock and nerd yes who combine to make a jerd opposites attract right mm-hmm. um yeah my mom was a huge nerd like she was part of the pom-pom squad which is basically what the, the cheerleading squad was back in the 80s I guess okay well being a cheerleader no but she, like, she didn't hang out with okay. she did not hang out like she was part like she hung out with like the older upperclassmen um she had the biggest glasses like bigger than my glasses picture like she all she did was read like she trust me I love it huge I love it she I don't know if she was on the pom-pom squad all four years but at some point she was like maybe just freshman mm-hmm. year but anyway that to put some context like I do believe my dad wanted to date my mom in high school at least asked her out but because nerd versus jock whatever mm-hmm. Um, she was like, absolutely not. And so then post high school, um, they all like my dad was a farmer, so working his doing his thing. And then my mom got had various jobs and stuff. And I really I don't actually know at what point my dad wore my mom down, but that's kind of how she worded it is that at some point he wore her down enough. Um, mm-hmm. years later, like honestly, I don't I think that my mom was 25 by the time she finally said yes. So, wow. I mean, it, it, it took a while, like, but eventually my dad got the girl, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they went on a date and now they are married and have five children. <laughs> they are but married. The way that my dad proposed is my dad. So again, my dad, my dad was a dairy farmer and my mom showed up to the family farm one day and he told her to go up the hill to where my parent, my grandparents lived and go into his truck because he had something for her so she does and there sits a ring and she walks back down the hill and he's like well and that's it oh that my mom says to this day she should have been like thanks for the ring like okay thank you so much question and walked away that's a very that's a very funny story to me I yeah (laughs) I feel like if if the person you're proposing to is doing like the majority of the physical exercise to get to (laughs) the ring maybe just a a quick take maybe run this by one person and just get some eyes on the idea that's very funny yep so that's that's my parents love story (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine, so my parents too knew each other for a long time before they started to date. So my dad roomed with my mom's youngest brother at, in college, and that's how they met. Um, 
I think their actual first meeting as uh, a uh, sort of macabre was at my grandfather's funeral. My dad came in, was in town for that and met my brother's or my brother's, my uncle's extended family slash like nuclear family. And I have a headcanon, but also I feel really corroborated by um, circumstantial evidence that it was kind of like a game over for my dad from the get-go. And he just like really put in the time until (laughs) uh, circumstances turned in his favor. Um, So they knew each other as like brother's friend and friend's sister for a long time, like Mm -hmm. the better part of probably... 10 years before um before they started to date and they started to date when my mom (laughs) was dating another one of her brother's friends long distance (laughs) and um that friend called my mom to say like I can't this I can't do this long distance anymore like if you're not if you don't have like a game plan for when you're going to be back in Michigan I, I like we just have to I can't do it. It's too much for me. And she was apparently flabbergasted. I get the vibe that like my mom did not get dumped often. Um, (laughs) uh, So I think it caught her really off guard. And this would have been like within a very short amount of time from like her dad's death. And it just like the whole thing kind of, I mean, it must've been like five years after dad died, but anywho. Mm -hmm. um, So she gets broken up with and (laughs) news spreads throughout like the friend circle pretty quickly and what I was told my dad said I think my dad heard this happened called my mom and said did is this true did he break up with you and when she confirmed it he said well he misplayed his hand which is like <laughs> wow what a line um so they started dating pretty immediately and I've always wondered how that other friend felt about everything he's not mm-hmm. really in the squad anymore uh, <laughs> as it became kind of a closed circle when um, my dad started dating his best friend's sister so they too dated long distance for a bit my mom was in the air force um, but my dad was driving trucks at that time and <laughs> my mom likes to say so my dad drove down to san antonio where my mom lived in this huge semi which like was kind of on the way to where he was supposed to be kind of out of his way And apparently my mom said to her mom, my grandmother, like, why would he do this? And my grandma said, you're, if you don't understand why you're never going to get married, but (laughs) turns out (laughs) she she was wrong. Um, And yeah, so they got, uh, in the meantime, her mom, my grandma dies. And so things are like, it's been a tense five years in the, in the family, but my dad proposed to my mom, they were out on a walk on our property and he proposed to her out there. Very beautiful. And now they're married and yeah, kicking right along. <laughs> there you go. So what I'm hearing is that both of our dads are just tenacious people that when they when they knew, they knew. Yeah, I really, I, I don't know that my dad would ever say this. It would be funny to ask him because I've yeah. heard like the, my mom, in fact, I was talking to her recently because I felt like there've always been some really big gaps and like what I know about when they started dating. Um, but I wonder how he would explain it. Cause I really, I really feel like he knew from the beginning, like maybe yeah. he didn't immediately think like marriage, but I definitely think he thought I'm going to date her. Yeah. Yeah. And he that's was right. Much, I don't, I think my dad had joked, like he, he knew, he knew in high yeah. school. So it's just, it's funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If only Mm -hmm. we could meet men like that, right? (laughs) 
Well, I do. I mean, it does remind me. I do love the trope of like unrequited love. I like when it works out. Yeah, like where <laughs> it's like in, in romance novels, it always does. So that's right. nice. But like a secret, a secret love. Mm-hmm. Where like mm-hmm. I've loved you forever. Yeah, oh, like a, a true slow burn. <laughs> yes, yes. Over childhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so to end on this, I want to share our friend Emily, who was on the podcast earlier. It's her so recent meet cute because it's, it's just it oh when she was telling me this over lunch one day one day I was like this is too it, this literally happened in a movie um yeah so it really would Emily recently went on a cruise with just her dad first of all can we talk like kudos <laughs> to her I would never I go it. on a cruise I with can... just my dad yeah I'm sure like she has a much different relationship with her dad than I do with my dad but like kudos to her first of all so she went on a cruise with her dad, like a week long cruise, um, in like Mexico. I, think. I don't even remember. That's not mm-hmm. important. Um, and she had told me before she left that she had hoped to find somebody who had his own room because obviously she's with her dad. <laughs> and so she gets back and she, so she's down there the first night and she said that she saw a guy at dinner. So it's more like my sisters. That was really cute. Um, but again, he was with his like whole family, this whole family situation. So then after dinner, she, Emily was like, I got to make some friends. I got to make some friends of my own. Mm-hmm. Age. So she went to one of the many bars on this cruise, um, and was waiting around and who happened to show up at the same bar, the guy <laughs> she thought was super cute <laughs> at dinner earlier. And he was, I think by himself, maybe with like one other person, doesn't matter. But they obviously, they met, she was like, Tanya, it was literally like a movie. They made eye contact and uh, he walked over and bought her a drink and they started talking. <sighs> yeah. They hung out all night long um, with like other friends that they made and everything. Um, it was great. The next day, um, I think they like find each other. Basically, they spend the whole week together on the cruise. Like, just constantly hanging out yeah. like she met his family because he was there with his family um it's so like, a, like just relationship on steroids like yes. what if your first date's a cruise your families <laughs> are there like yeah yeah I think that they stayed up late one night looking at the stars on top of the cruise ship uh-huh. like having deep meaningful conversations she said like obviously I'm not gonna share everything she shared with me but like just like she said that she like she's never met a guy like this and yeah I believe her. Like if that, I believe it. I wouldn't want to leave that damn boat. (laughs) Like (laughs) I would, yeah. So the week ends, and obviously they are both very sad about it because key part is here. He lives in Ohio. She lives obviously here in West Michigan. Yeah. First of all, fuck Ohio. Um, but. I guess on some level, like, it is good that he lives in Ohio and not, like, California. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It could be, like, Idaho. So, um, yeah, nothing against those places, just much farther away. than Right, because they're actually better than Ohio. Yes, it would be an improvement, Um, some would argue. So, yeah, so he's from Ohio. um, And at the end of the week, you know, seven days have passed. Obviously very upset. Um, but they decide to give this a go, see what can happen long distance. So yeah, I think it's been like a month since he's been back. And last I knew they were still talking, trying to make plans Ooh. to like meet up and hang out. Um, yeah, like I, like I said, if I was, if I was her, I wouldn't have wanted to leave that boat because that I'm sounds- so invested in this story. 
Like, can this become, like, can Mindy Kaling write this story? <laughs> like, write this yeah. TV plot, please? Because it's just, oh my God, mm -hmm. I can't. Like, for her to also say, like, before she even went on, like, I hope I meet a guy with his own room, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. like, not even just, like, a sex yeah. story, but, like, a true, yeah. wee, cute, like, oh my God, my heart, I can't. It truly, it just, it sounds like a book. It sounds like a movie. Yep. It's good. It's good stuff. Emily, I love it but I'm also like I, I have to I'm just a little bit jealous just a little mm -hmm. bit yeah healthy jealous but like a good healthy a good jealous. like yeah a, a positive mm -hmm. jealousy I would say like yeah. majority very happy for her yes <laughs> and it's it's a positive because it, it gives me hope mm -hmm. <laughs> if it can happen for one yep. of us it can happen for any of us yep you know what who knows Rachel maybe in a couple months we'll be able to share a mean yeah. story I am not getting on a boat <laughs> that's a no for me but I mean, I just spent some time in an airport. I feel like that's always right for, mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. that, but then I also feel that I am absolutely not at my best in the airport. Nope. Um, I will say that if you're in the security line and they have to, and there's like a bomb sniffing dog, you have to walk in like two lines. You're like par partnered up with somebody. And I, I thought like I had a, the guy that I walked with was chatty, but he was like a dad. So it like he, I was clearly <laughs> just the numbers didn't work out. And instead of walking with his wife, he walked with me. So, yeah. um, but I was thinking like, this could be like, that could potentially be a fun way to go through security, mm -hmm. a little meet cute there. But then like, that's the security lines are the most stressful place yeah. in the entire world because the TSA rules change every goddamn day. Like, well, actually I say that, except it was explained to me on this trip that like, typically if you have to go through the, the bomb, the dog bomb line, um, which everyone does if the dog is there, then you don't have to take any of your shit off because the dog has already cleared you. Uh, so that made it make a lot more sense to me, but it does just feel like some days shoes on, some days shoes off, mm -hmm. some days electronics out, some days electronics in. Especially when you're yeah. flying internationally too. Yeah, I can only I can only imagine. All right. Well, well those are some cute, <laughs> meet cute stories, stories. for y'all. Mm -hmm. For happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's. Yeah. Um, we hope that if you have a Valentine out there that you do whatever you want to do on that day. Yeah. If it's important You're to you. Enjoying a cute awesome. day. Yep. Mm -hmm. If it's literally just another day, great for you February as well. February 14th. Yep. You're just enjoying Aquarius season. There you go. Perfect. So we will be back in a couple of weeks uh, talking mm -hmm. about another topic that I can't think about right now. But mm -hmm. yeah. So thanks for sticking with us, friends, and have a good night or a good day, yeah. whatever, whenever you're listening Cheers. to this. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> If you're enjoying Ope I Did It Again, follow us on Instagram at Ope Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us. Tell us your stories. You can reach us at OpePodcast22 at gmail.com.